All right, welcome back to the golf podcast. So we've got a lot to break down this week. We're talking about who's in, who's out, FedEx Cup playoffs. Mike, we've also had some changes to the FedEx Cup. Yeah, new rule changes, guys. Top 70 now only. Advanced. Top 70. And I want to get your take on that. So we're going to talk about mm-hmm. that in just a second. Um, because I'm, I'm kind of wondering, does this make it, at least does this make the Wyndham a little bit more of a viewer's event? Mm-hmm. So we'll dive mm-hmm. into that in a second. But I think the thing first we got to talk about, the big one, the big name, Justin Thomas. What a heartbreak, man. It was a heartbreak. So coming down the stretch, and I wish we, if you're watching this on YouTube or on Facebook, wherever you watch the podcast, I wish we could show it, but the PGA Tour has that pretty locked down. So I'll describe it yeah, for you. But definitely. He had one heck of a finishing hole. I mean, a valiant effort to say the least. Mm. He gave it his all, including a heroic shot from the trees, a massive hook shot, very Tiger-esque yeah. in the way that he kind of hit this shot. Um, but what happened was it all came down to a short pitch shot, which somehow, I've, I've watched the replay a hundred times, I don't know how it didn't quite go in. Yeah, I know. It almost looked like it hit the stick. If that goes in, he's in the top 70, he's in the Isn't FedEx crazy? playoffs. One shot. One shot. One revolution of a ball. Yeah, that's it. And I think, honestly, that was just the golf god saying, like, JT, this is not your year. Go fix it. Yeah, and if you if you really look at JT's year, in a lot of ways, I feel like he, he knows he doesn't deserve to be in the fact. So it was a last-ditch effort, but he was really, if you look back, you know, event by event, you'd be hard-pressed to say he was in, in contention anywhere. Mm-hmm. He just wasn't. We all know, we've talked about on the podcast here, the struggles that JT's had. Um, but before I talk a little bit about like how that mixed things up, the 70, uh, the 70th being like the, the cut line for the FedEx Cup, let's just talk about who was on the bubble and who's in and who's out. So the last guy in is Ben Griffin mm-hmm. at number 70. Yeah. If JT had hold that pitch shot, it would have bumped Griffin out. And Isn't that JT incredible? Would have been it's like a in. stroke, like of just lightning in a bottle. I mean, right place, right time, Ben Griffin. Good for him. But you know what's so interesting? I was watching Adam Scott come down the stretch. I know you're going to talk about him in a sec. He had a putt himself, birdie on 18, to make it into the yeah. feta, to the playoffs. So, what, like, mean, it's insane. That's what I mean. From an entertainment standpoint, yeah. right down to the I wire was glued. constantly. Mm-hmm. I really do like that. Um, but, yeah, it's just – it was just – it was a wild up and down. But you've got in the 69th spot is J.J. Spawn. Mm-hmm. 70th spot Ben Griffin and then the guys who are out the kind of the notables here Justin Thomas 71 spot Adam Scott right behind him at 72 uh, then it goes down the list Davis Thompson uh, another one further down you know uh, kind of surprise to a lot of people 78th spot was Shane Lowry yeah um, but JT, like going back to that round, I mean, it's it's just what we saw a lot of from JT. We saw fireworks where he, he, he had it and he can make it happen. We saw an incredible eagle and he follows it up with a bogey. You know, it's just that seemed to be JT's season. So the question I have for you is what what is next for Justin Thomas? Is this is this the f- kind of forced break he needs? Are we going to see something else? What are we going to say? No, he'll get it fixed. I'm sure he'll be fine. He'll win again. I think here's what kind of rubbed me the wrong way the other day. His talk about I'd rather make the Ryder Cup than the playoffs. Yeah. I kind of didn't like it. I mean, I get it. He's like, you know, rah, rah, I'm all for my, I'd rather play for my country. I think it's honestly a huge, severe case of FOMO. I mean, I think that week, if you miss out on the Ryder Cup when you should have been there with your buddies, the most epic week of the year, like you miss out. 
Well, and I can't blame them because the Ryder Cup's only every other year. Right. I mean, so these guys to me, play for. I would rather make the Ryder Cup just because of its infrequency than make the playoffs. Okay. That's you a, come back, fair. Yeah, next year, you know, come but back. But I mean, everything that lies in the playoffs, all the money, all of like the guarantees, the elevated events, the, the idea of getting to Hawaii by making it to the tour championship, yeah. the $10 million paid out over, over years. I mean, there's a lot for the playoffs. I wouldn't discount it. Yeah, but. well, that just says that that's one of the first times in a long time we're not going to see Justin Thomas at the Century Tournament of Champions because he didn't win. Yeah. And he's not in the other way to qualify in is, is with the— It's uh, so crazy how he didn't win this year. It, he just had a bad right? year. But, but this is what I mean. Like, what is the play here for Justin Thomas? Is it— to continue to push through, keep playing as much as as much as you can, and, and eventually it'll right the ship. Or is it time for him to to step away from it for a couple of weeks? And like and and because there's been mm-hmm. rumors. I don't know if it's true. There's rumors that he may try to squeeze in a DP World Tour event or two as a last ditch effort to make some some sort of turn some heads. For the Ryder Cup to make the pleadest case for the well, Ryder Cup. When are Cup. the captains' picks? Are they coming up? They're, they're coming they up soon. But the other thing soon. is, there's no more, there's no more events stateside mm-hmm. that he can possibly he can put himself into before the Ryder Cup because he's out of the FedEx Cup playoffs, uh, which are the next three events. Then the next event, which is in the fall wraparound season, is after the Ryder Cup. Yep, at Sanderson or or one of those. That's right. Right so, after. So he has no wow. way to showcase where his his level of play is, uh, you know, in competition other than trying to play somewhere else. So to me, I'm wondering, like, do you do that? Do you just keep grinding? Or to no. me, it seems like he's. It's not a swing change. It's not an injury. He. It's. It's just. I think he needs a recalibration. I think he's trying to do too much, mm-hmm. and I think a little bit of time away, just you know. Go home, spend some time, you know, with with your wife. Yeah, clear the hang head. Hang out with the boys. Whatever you got to do, mm-hmm. maybe get a casual fun round or something like that in. It'll come back. You yeah. know, it's like form comes and go. Class is forever. You know, that's mm-hmm. that's the way I feel about JT. He'll be back in it. I, and I would be shocked to not see him back in the mix in the FedEx Cup playoffs next year. Yeah, no doubt. I no, no doubt. It's tough to see. It's tough to see. But he'll figure it out. I'm confident he'll figure it out. And, you're, and I agree with you. He should take the time off. I don't see going to a DP. I don't know what that's going to do. The only thing that, like I said, it would do to play in a DP World Tour event would be to possibly win and say, look, this is my last yeah. ditch effort. Like, You're I'm Ryder Cup right. ready. Now, the other thing is, you could see him on the Ryder Cup anyway. You know, Zach Johnson could put him in just based on the conversations that they had, how he's feeling. That's a tough Match job for Zach. play is a different thing. I would just, I would worry in some of the formats where when you have a teammate, I think there's going to be, they all know each other so well. There'll be discussions between teammates. Hey, if I was a hey Jordan, if I was to pair you up with Justin, do you feel confident in that? Or, you know, there's a lot of open discussions that I'm sure are going to happen, but Zach's got a tough job. You can't just pick your buddy because if your buddy stinks, it makes you look bad, right? Yeah. Well, so, yeah. And I, and I, I don't think any of those, they play at such a high competitive level. No one's picking their buddy. It's not like you throw this, you know, you throw, Steve on the on the week yearly golf trip, even though he can't get around the course because <laughs> right. he's so much fun. You don't right. have that in the Ryder Cup. No one's going to gamble like that. Um, but it goes back to begging this question: What do we think of the new seventy cut line? Because I was really kind of thinking about this. 
if we were like last year and all the years prior at a, the, I'm talking about the FedEx Cup playoffs here, mm-hmm. 125 and in, uh, you know an up get in right. You're that puts all these guys in. That puts Justin Thomas. That puts Adam Scott. That puts Shane Lowry. Horschel, all, sure. all in. Yeah. And I wonder, like, wh- I, I I'm in a way making a case that I like 70. I like it better. Yeah. Because. We're, there's no guarantee here. We're talking about the playoffs. Why should it be that, you know, almost everybody who's, you know, the top golfers are all getting it. Right. Let right. them fight it out mm-hmm. a little bit. That's that's not my that's my take on it because it's like I said, it's the playoffs. It should be the cream of the crop. If no you doubt, look man. at it, you know, all these guys, even with the the tough, you know, uh, sub his standard season that Justin Thomas had, mm-hmm. he would have been in the playoffs cushion with a cushion yeah absolutely if he didn't do it i also think from a standpoint of um from a standpoint of a viewer it makes it so much more entertaining when the guys on the bubble Mm -hmm. are household names yeah tell me the viewership of the Wyndham isn't way up totally i mean i i applaud I mean, people think it might be too much, but I was watching Adam Scott, and I don't know if you saw like his scorecard. It had his score, but right below it, it had his FedEx Cup position after every hole. Yeah. And like, but on the third or fourth hole of the day, he was like 83rd, and on the last hole of the day, putting for that bird, he was at 71. Right. So like, he had that, and it was just like you watch it just going down. It was pretty cool. I like that. But that's too. That was the the like they tried to do that storyline in in previous years. Sure. But the difference was the Bubble Boys were names that weren't like i said always household names mm-hmm. you didn't have multiple guys like justin thomas you know adam scott shane lowry all fighting for position i'm looking down the list if we go down to um 125 now this year you have uh, austin smotherman you've got jimmy walker mm-hmm. uh you know these are type of guys like aaron wise you know their names we know because we watch the tour week in and week out, but right. they're not, well, other than maybe Jimmy Walker in his heyday, they're not household names. And I don't think the storyline is the same when you have those guys fighting their spot. I don't I think know. you have as many people tuning in on Sunday. As it definitely makes it more exciting. It does. It does. There's also a lot more on the yeah. line. Right. Because now you've got elevated events, exemptions to elevated events for next year uh, on the line for for being in the FedEx Cup playoffs. There's a lot. That's going to be tough for the tour, not having a marquee name like JT in the field at your designated events. But It's got to be bad for business. It, yeah, right? but what are they going to do? I know. Like I said, <laughs> you can't appeal to mediocrity and just be like, if, even I if know. a guy's playing poorly, if he's been a staple, just find a way to get him in there. Now, that's not to say we won't see him. There are other ways to qualify. I'm just saying more broadly, these are like the big emphasis and push to make the FedEx Cup playoffs. Now, remember, we've got um, the FedEx St. Jude is 70. Then Mm -hmm. we reduced that cut line to 50. So let's just talk really quick about who's on that bubble right now. So coming in at 50 at this Nick Hardy, you've got Alex Smalley on the other side of that line at 51. Um, but in, in that list, you know, there's some big names again that we are going to be talking about next week. Hideki Matsuyama, 57th place. Yeah. Um, J- like I said, JJ spawn, Bo Hostler. There's, there's still a lot of names, Matt Kuchar, 60th spot. Um, there's going to be guys who are fighting for that spot hard. And then the following week, you know, going to the tour championship top 30, you got 
Jordan Spieth's on the other side of that line yeah, right now is. at 31st. We could see a tour championship without Jordan Spieth. I think Spieth uh, will light it up. I think come playoffs, he lights it up. Matt Fitzpatrick is in that bundle. Um, now, talk to me about the top five, because these are the guys, if, if they win, they win the whole thing with a win. Yeah, so I'm East interested Lake. to see. Did they change any of that? Because I haven't looked that far ahead yet. I don't know if they changed that rule. I don't rule. know if they changed any of that. But it was a newer rule, so I'm sure it's... There will still be... There will still be a weighted points, right. I believe, and then as part per that, like we'll address it as it gets closer. But the big thing right now is this, like I said, this huge shakeup of seventy. So I want to see what you guys think. So let us know in the comments too. Uh, do you feel like seventy improves the overall product for us as viewers, um, even though it's going to leave potentially some big names behind? Yeah, I mean, look, mm-hmm. every year we watch football, there's a couple of good teams that don't make the playoffs. That's it's true. the playoffs. It's just what happens, you know, man. They it, go through a rut. It happens. Exactly. Um, but I'm digging the 70. I think it's going to be a fun playoffs. It's definitely new. 70 to 50 to 30, I like that. Yeah. I like that. For Speaking to JT, like I said, I mean, the the want is there. The heart is there. But I think sometimes it's, it's almost too much want. It's almost yeah. too much heart. And he is, he is really, I think – trying too hard to make it happen um i know he the last thing he would have wanted was this to happen to him in a Ryder cup year yeah but i think the the best thing for him is a little bit of a forced break step away let the cards fall where they may if if zach johnson decides to put you on that team then so be it if not use it to clear the head get back in there next year i am sure we'll see him yeah i'm sure i'm sure just too good to fade away at this point totally like I said, he's got wins ahead of him, no doubt. All right, uh, switching gears. What else do we got today? What else do we got? Bryson shot 58 on live. Did yeah. you see that? Yeah. That's pretty incredible. 61-58. Yeah. Which is, which is incredible. And he, so he wins. Um, now, Bryson, I believe, is, is, is he in or is he on that line for the Ryder Cup as well? He could be. I don't know if he's got enough points, and I don't think he'd be considered. I think Brooks is the only one. The only one from Liv who is guaranteed. Who's not only guaranteed, but I think who's even worth the look, based on what the captain's picks, projected picks. Yeah. I tell you, though, it's hard to say that Bryson's not worth a look here. Right now, uh, yeah. You know. I know. That's, 58 that's, to 58 is right. a 58. 58. 61 to 61. Yeah, uh, just a bomb of a putt to make that 58. I don't even know where that event was. I'm like, sorry, I'm guilty of it. Didn't even see that one. They had a live event this weekend. That was Greenbrier. Yeah. And then they got up here in Jersey next week. Coming up. This week. It's this week. Is it this week? Yeah. Bedminster coming up. So you never know. Like, what if Bryson. What if? Back to back wins. He's been on one, I believe. Ryder Cup. It's either Ryder or President's Cup. Yeah, what if, but what if he back-to-back wins and now sure. like, Zach's got to look at him and be like, whoa, this guy's, he's, guy's doing something. Absolutely. Um, so, it, it, you know, there's a lot that could still happen in the next yeah, couple weeks leading up to, to... You pick Bryson on live over JT on the tour, Zach Johnson. He'll never do that. You don't think so? Never. Not after everything Zach's been so publicly you know, spoken about against live. Yeah, but does that all change now with the PGA Tour throw throwing, you know, throwing in with live? It's a tough look. Tough look to change. We're, we're going to see what happens. I get it, but it's also a tough look to pick somebody who's not playing as well just because of PGA Tour loyalty. Especially, I, like, yeah. we, we had this whole conversation about this last week on, on the podcast saying, like, why does it, if these two are coming together, 
why does it still feel like a rivalry? Right. If How these two, are we going to shift our thinking? That might just be it, though, if these two are coming together. I guess because it hasn't been done, there's still a lot of, you I don't know. You see that, that inked. Maybe complete, after the ink, you know. it's like Bryson, you're in. Yeah. So, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so we have, uh, like I said, there's also going to be a lot of changes to the PGA Tour schedule for next year. That's right. We're see- I feel like we're seeing more changes than we ever have before. You know, yep. these last two years as, as they, everything gets sorted. And there's no doubt in my mind that a huge factor for that has been lived. Do you, do you feel like any of this, whether it be the FedEx Cup playoff cutoff at 70, the elevated events, the no-cut events that we're seeing – do you feel like any of this happens if live Without was Liv? never, if it like just erase live from your mind, like it never happened. Yeah. Do you think we see these changes on the PGA tour? Is it a natural evolution or is it forced think, because of that? I think it was forced because of that. It's all because of live. I asked someone the other day, I said, if we'd ever had COVID, would we be in this heavy team zoom world? And they were like, I don't think so. I know. Right. You know, it's like almost the same. Like without live, I don't think any of these changes happen. But now that it did happen, it's going to keep happening. I just, I think it's all because of live. Maybe they had it set in their mind that eventually down the road they were going to try to shake things up, and live was just the catalyst. I don't know. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of interesting stuff you got, even with Tiger joining the board and stuff like that. So, yeah, um, true. Let's do this. Let's do a quick break. Let's do a quick word from our sponsors. I want to come back. I want to talk about a couple things. One, our own tournament update which is coming up quick in September, just around the corner. Got some healthy numbers there. We do. Yeah. We do. We've got some good updates for you guys, too. If you're already registered for the uh, for our indoor open, we do have a, a big update for you. So that's coming your way. I also want to talk about a little bit more about the Myrtle Beach series, which we're wrapping up shortly, moving into our next big project. Uh, so we got some good stuff here. Let's stop there. Let's do a quick word from our sponsors, and we'll be right back. Look, for the best in the world, the goal is to improve every day. And the same goes for all of us dedicated to this game. And it starts with choosing a golf ball you can trust. The Titleist Pro V1 and Pro V1X have set the standard for performance. And now they just got better again. Both models are engineered with high gradient core technology that delivers lower long game spin for more distance and a more consistent flight. And of course, you can expect that trusted drop and stop greenside control. So in, import, it's just so important, so crucial to shooting those lower scores. So Pro V1, remember, it's the best combination of distance, speed, and feel in the game. It delivers that penetrating ball flight. The Pro V1X flies higher, spins a little bit more in the short game, but it still gives you that low spin on longer shots to really maximize your distance. So outperform your best and learn more about the new Titleist Pro V1 and Pro V1X at Titleist.com. And big thanks to FootJoy, the number one shoe in golf. And they're the number one shoe because they offer the widest selection of sizes, styles, performance options of any golf shoe out there. Whether it's the all-new Hyperflex and Hyperflex Carbon, finely tuned to power your game, or the Premier Series, the shoe is far and away the choice of more tour players than any other shoe worn by the likes of JT, Max Homa, Zalatoris, Cam Young, Jessica Corda, so many more. Trust the brand that's been number one forever. Trust your game to FootJoy, the number one shoe in golf. 
Uh, all right, so we're back, and I told you I've got a big update for you on the Golf City Indoor Open, and that's that we've got our time not nailed down. Yes, we do. We're making and just making progress. We are making progress, and just another kind of thing that just even makes it even more fun. I'm even looking forward to this more. Uh, we've been working, as you guys know, if anybody's registered, we're working with a team at Golf Zone um, Social to put this together, and they've been super, super generous with with the whole event, you know, because at the end of the day, we're talking $25 a person to register. You get to play 18 holes. They're going to be doing hors d'oeuvres. It's a huge reason why we wanted to host it there. They have been always so gracious. Mm -hmm. So what they are doing, which is great, is they're even going to open up uh, the, the simulators an hour before for anyone who wants to come and warm up. Get that grind in. Right. They're playing a tournament. Let's warm up. Trophy on the line. There's prizes. I'm going to come early. I love it. I love it. So for those of you who are registered and can get there, one thing, the tournament is going to start. It's going to be like, I guess if you call an indoor tournament a shotgun start because we're all teeing off at the same time. Mm -hmm. At 1 p.m. Eastern time, uh, we are going to be opening up at 12 noon. Uh, At noon, you'll be able to come in, get registered. There will be a little bit of a first-come, first-serve basis on mm-hmm. the warm-up bays. They're going to have a couple. Remember, they're going to be setting the other ones up for the tournament. So bear with us there. But like I said, we will do our best to make sure that everyone gets a chance to get in there and get some swings uh, and get warmed up, get used to the system. You know, if it's your first yeah. time playing in this, it's it's crazy how cool it is. It's so cool. And, and the I, whole floor moves. And yeah, everything. I mean, it's technology you may or may not have ever, ever used. If you have, great. I'm sure you love it. And if not, your mind's going to be blown. But also, the place has 22 sims, but in between the sims and the bar, there's like a, like a huge area of seating, like bring your spouses if you have some yes. some kids or someone you know friends bring them down we're going to turn this into not only a tournament but also a party and then eventually at the end we're going to do a huge uh ceremony for the winners yes and and so. if for any reason you also don't just don't feel like playing but want to just be there for the hang yeah come come you hang because we're not playing right we're not because we're going to be working out you know going through the room we're going to maybe filming a video while we're there we're going to be really just kind of being there to support the tournament but what I will say is that um, if if you if you if you don't feel like playing, if it's a last minute decision, you don't have to register for that. Registering, remember, is to hold your spot. Uh, that's the other bit of of update that we have for you is that we are going to possibly be opening up more spots. So mm-hmm. we we had a call with Golf Zone last week. We said we are knocking on the door for our original kind of max capacity, which was sixty six. The thinking there was 22 sims. We put three per simulator so it doesn't get a little too crowded and we can therefore uh, get 66. But we're right there. I think when I last checked, we had something like 62 registrations and we've got some time left. I guarantee we're going to push through that number. So we're coming up with some creative ways to make sure we can accommodate everyone. If we need to throw some foursomes on a couple of the sims, that's what we're going to do. So yeah, I don't, don't want to turn people away. Yeah, so, yeah. Don't let that stop you. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to. I'm going to try. We're going to try our best to get everyone out there. Ultimately, there is going to be a cutoff, unfortunately, because there is only so many, but we're still at a really good number now. So if you haven't signed up and you're close, even if you're like an hour, there's a guy flying in from Ohio for this. Yeah. Can't wait to meet him in person. He's been a great supporter of the brand for years. So it's a meetup slash tournament. And like I said, we've got some work to do coming up with a good trophy. 
We do. We do. We've we got do. Some and work. the prizes are really prizes are great. Up. Yeah, uh, we got some incredible ones. So uh, that's your update. We do have a time. We're also going to be sending out emails to everybody who's registered. Don't worry, we'll keep you posted with information. Um, but this is exciting. I mean, like I said, it, it's it's already really growing in its success. And this is a test for us of like, if we can really make this work, we want to do a lot more of this type of tournament, yeah. this style of tournament. Totally. Um, because plus I, I, I get it. Like being out on the course has all the appeals we know, you know, but one thing I like about an indoor tournament is that it's also a hang. You know, we're all in the same place. It's not just you and your foursome out there. And then we meet back up for dinner. You know, it's going to be, you're going to be in the bays next. Everybody, we're all going to be there. Everybody's going to be playing. Everybody's going to be enjoying uh, the tournament. So really excited for that one. So more details to come, but right now, mark your calendar, 12 p.m. registration, 1 p.m. kickoff. Yeah. Can't wait, man. Yeah. Um, Other thing too is quick update. Uh, In our own game, we both had our, we've both now had our fittings for our our title. Equipment update. Big equipment update. So I actually was able to get fit for the new T-Series at a Titleist fitting event uh, about a month ago. And old familiar face, Andy Inman, was who fit me. He fit us for the Irons last time, which is two years ago. Um, And uh, just great to be out there working with him again. And I I could say without doubt, one thing I'm looking forward to, we, we do our What's in the Bag update video once per year. I don't think I've ever looked forward to my what's in the bag more because I really want to give you guys yeah. a, you know, a deep dive into how this has been for me because it's been the best set of irons I've ever had. And, and it's not to say it's any particular reason. Like it's not that, oh, these go so much further. They're so much more accurate. If you watch the video, you'll see there's no, no dramatic, you know, these go 20 yards further. Yep. No. Fine tuning what I had last time, better turf interaction, mm-hmm. better sound, but more so, the for me it was the blending of the set. The in the T series lineup, you've got the T one hundred, the T one fifty, T two hundred, and T three fifty. And for me, it was always I always thought you just you know whichever one fit you, you got that whole lineup. Well, Titleist has designed these so well, and that's what we really kind of explored in this fitting that i did the way that they fit together you can mix the set so i learned more in that fitting and i say that every time i know that yep. i just i'm wowed with how much we learn every time andy was showing me about like we were hitting like one like the t150 and then the t200 back and forth and seeing like was was i getting the right ball speed separation you know perfect example when we got up the bag i hit the t200 five iron mm-hmm then I hit the T200 four iron and the T200 four iron was only one mile an hour ball speed faster than my five iron. So he said, don't put that in the bag. That's just another five iron for you. Yeah, right. It's the right. same ball speed. It's going pretty much the same distance. We then went to the T350 four iron and we got the six mile an hour ball speed jump to create, you know, erase any potential gapping. Again, hard to explain here. You got to see the whole fitting, but the reason it stands out for me is how well the, the, the different clubs work together. And I really was able to granularly fine tune each club in the bag and pick the club from the right series to make that work. You know, much lower in the bag, the higher lofted clubs, I went with the clubs that gave me more spin. 
holding greens, mm-hmm. you know, attacking front pins. And up the bag, I, I used a little bit more forgiveness of the T350 to get the ball speed I needed. It was enlightening. I'm glad, I'm glad to get to share it. Then jumping forward, you were away that week. So we went back to our old friend Kevin Sprecker. Yeah, we did. And you had your fitting last week. I did. So by the way, guys, these you could start as we're talking about this. You could get fit now. The clubs are available. I think it says here in this press release, August 25th is when they drop for you to purchase, which is cool, which is right around the corner. Yeah, you can get fit now, and then uh, you'll get delivered. Right. And the good news for you, before I talk about my fitting, is this is the first year in a long time that you went super early to get your fit because of that that time, how it worked out, that fitting. And you're going to be able to play more golf this year before your what's in the bag. Yes. So that's why I'm excited. If you guys aren't subscribed to the main channel, it's just Golficity. Go check it out because that's one of my favorite videos we do every year. It usually drops right after the new year. First, yep. first couple of weeks of January, and we just talk about our equipment. So, yeah, Frank's got a mixed bag, which complete opposite as me. So, I've never ever had a mixture in any of my sets ever in any of my fittings. Um, not even a utility U five hundred five like you've right. had. I've always had a straight four iron through a forty eight degree with throughout the same uh, same lineup. The only change for you has been including the hybrid and taking out some of the longer irons, right. which you made that change, right. I, I don't know, years. a couple seasons ago. Yeah, yeah, like a three iron went and then a three hybrid came in. I was just hitting it better. So the fitting with Kevin was great, but I mean, you do feel it. It's incredible. I was hitting, I, I have the T300s, the old uh, T-series 300s, and I was hitting it to warm up and then he hands me, he goes, let's just jump right into the T350s because they'll match what you're currently doing. They're obviously just a little more advanced. I took one hit, and it was just like, like I think I even said it in the video, it was like hitting through butter. Yeah. Like the turf interaction, like you said. It felt like my club. The comfort was so there, but it felt a little bit better, if that makes sense. So it felt like what I was playing, but just a little bit better. So I was like, oh, here we go. Like it's, But that's a good thing. I was like, hey, maybe maybe this is what I'm going to fit. So long story short, Kevin fit me. We, we ran through everything else, and the 200s, the 150s. Like I wanted to fit in some of those. Because yeah. they're sleek, they're cool, they're like your gamer irons. But at the end of the day, if they don't belong to you, like don't play. You know, if they don't fit your game, and I got that quickly. I was chunking some. I was hitting it. The turf interaction wasn't the same. I was yeah. losing speed, losing distance even. And Kevin was just like, Mike, the 350s, every time you hit it, it's just like it's, it's where you want to be. I like the number. So the fitting was great. Another great fitting. Learned a lot about my game. And then I just wanted to kind of end it with this because we get this a lot. Why do you guys get fit all the time? In your uh, video. As opposed to what? Buying off the rack? No, yeah, exactly. Like, why do you get fit every two years? Once you get fit, you I guarantee you, you get it's fit. You're like never buying off the flying rack Flying first class. That's why it's I never also, want to do it, because I'll never want to go back to coach. It's, it's like <laughs> flying first class versus flying blind. Yeah, yeah. That's what go. it's really That's like. That's true. If you buy off the rack, yeah. and, and, and I'm, I'm not saying this in a way to knock anyone out there who's buying off the rack, because I did it for 20 years. Sure. I'm telling you, in my personal experience, once I got fit and I put myself in the hands of an experienced fitter, and there were plenty of times I would have, like you were saying, loved to have been fit into something else because of the look, because of whatever it may be, the confidence level of I'm with, yep, whatever it may be. I'll tell you, those T100s are sexy as hell. Uh I would love nothing more than a bag full of T100s. Sparkling, yeah. And I think in the past, buying off the rack, I would have been like, those are the ones. Those are the ones that the tour players use. (laughs) Right. Set me up. Right. Once I I had not only a good fitter who could explain to me why this is right for you, Mm -hmm. but putting one versus the other on a trackman under the guidance of a fitter who says, you can't argue with this. Yeah. 
You one could oh it looks great. I hit it, it looks great. Right. But it's like, yeah, but your ball speed was down four. Right. You spun it less. Uh-huh. You're not gonna be able to do and that's why I'll never go back. Hundred percent. I will always yeah. get fit. And if I'm and if exactly. I'm gonna spend money on irons, you bet I'm gonna spend an extra hundred bucks for the fitting. Sure. I mean not to mention, I mean, over the last two years, I mean, both of our games have changed, but yours just for example, in particular, you've you've improved your ball striking has improved. So your miss hits that were all over the face are, are your ball strikes are a little more consistent. Yeah. So you can move into something different. Your game will improve as a move. So it, it all works for you. I mean, go get fit every chance you can. And you don't have to wait for a product cycle, you know, like a Titleist or just go get fit. And and for me too, again, speaking of the game changing my swing path has changed a little bit, and we ended up going two degrees flat mm-hmm. on all the clubs in order to account for now, that. What does that mean? So basically, it's the lie angle. So the way that the club sits, if this was perfectly level, and then two degrees flat, we're just kind of going that way a little bit. So it's just the way that the club sits. Because mm-hmm. remember, that club, it does a lot of things coming through impact based on your swing. It flexes. Right. It Long story short, if I had done nothing, and from that fitting, even if none of the new clubs outperformed my old, which in reality, like I said, they did. And, and, and I would expect that with, with so much money and energy and resources of research that goes into making the clubs better, you got to think they are always going to get a little bit better. Sure. It's no different than your, your car now. You know, we buy a car this year. It's better than a car that's two years older. It's just everything's a little bit better. Mm-hmm. That being said. If I had just walked out of that fitting and just took all my current clubs and bent them two degrees flatter, I I would have in- increased my performance. Not as much as the new clubs, but I still would right. have. So that's another benefit to, to going there and getting fit. Um, but well, another thing that I learned from that fitting, which I thought was just remarkable, and like I said, we, that's a reason why we love to share these fittings too, because hopefully if we do the video and, and a lot of you, if you're able to take something away and learn something from like we are, if it was just a way of like thinking differently, that's our hope. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I learned from Andy is how important it is talking to your fitter about the types and areas and regions of golf courses you play. When I hit the T-150s, mm-hmm. now they're more traditionally lofted. They're more, more loft. You have to have a really like tour level swing of, of really de-lofting and compressing to get the same distance sure. as I would out of my T200s. For me, everyone's swing is different, but that's the general thinking, right? right. I lost five, six yards on each club with the t one Isn't that something? With more loft. Mm-hmm. Makes sense, mm-hmm. right? However, the stopping power went way up because I was spinning it more and stuff like that. So Andy was like, look, if you were a member at Wingfoot... <laughs> If you were playing wing foot every single week, I would put you into T-150s because you need to stop the ball on firm and fast greens and front pins. Mm -hmm. So it's not necessarily always the player because whereas those don't fit me generally as a player, you got to fit to the player and the conditions. And that's something that really was a light bulb going off in my mind. So I really had to tell him like, look, these are the types of, and I play more varied conditions. You and I travel and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Would there be times like maybe if we were playing Pinehurst number two again, that I would love to have the one fifties in the bag and be able to stop them on those tough Uh greens or vice versa. You can say like a lot of those are those false fronts. Maybe I I don't want to have as much spin on them. There's a lot, but, but again, a good fitter is going to think of that stuff and they're going to guide you through it. 
So it was yet another incredible experience for us. And I've got one or two rounds under my belt with the new setup. Your new setup is on on the way. We'll keep giving you guys updates yeah. as we and go check out more. Frank's fitting video on the main channel. You'll learn a lot. The comments have been great regarding Andy, and it, it is for a good reason. He is a great fitter. Yeah. And I know people are even reaching out to us because of the video to get fit by Andy. Yes. So go check it out. Which we're working on getting that information. A lot of you did message, like, how do I get fit by Andy? What I will say is that Andy is a very busy guy, but he's usually at the Titleist fitting events. So you can go to Titleist website and book your fitting there. Um, what I'm working on is finding a way that if you, like, this here's the thing. Anybody you get, is going to be very good. Mm -hmm. Titleist doesn't just throw anybody in there to fit. Right. They're all, and, and, and a lot of them work under Andy and some of the other uh, more senior fitters, so they're they're trained in that regard. But I understand for the few of you who saw that video who were very specific, like, I only want Andy. How do I book with just him? I am working on that. I sent a message over to Andy and Titleist and saying, is there a system or something in yeah. place? I'm waiting to hear what they say because... Andy's so busy. Like we, uh, we, we want to see if we could just for, you know, more synergy. I got fit. And like, you also get fit by Andy for this one. <laughs> we couldn't even get you couldn't in. Couldn't even get him. He so, even finally got me. Like, I could squeeze you in on a Saturday. I'm like, yeah, yeah. wow, you're busy. But Hey, we, we have been, I get it, we are though. not going to sugarcoat how fortunate we are that you get fit by Kevin Sprecker. No doubt. Because you know, like at the end of the day, Kevin or Andy, they're all top, top tier yeah. fitters. They're incredible. But I understand sometimes it's a personality match and sometimes like I like his personality. I like the way he, That's he true too. discusses it. I want to get fit by him. I am working on that. And when I hear back, I'll let you guys know for sure. Um, anyway, that's all we have for you this week. Uh, next week, we've got a, a, a great interview. Seb Twadell. Yes, right. Is going to be on the show. The double pump long drive. Yes. Uh, Seb is a guy, if you haven't seen him yet, Look him up on Instagram. He's a name you're going to hear a lot more of really soon. Young guy exploded onto the world long drive scene. When I say exploded, I mean exploded because uh, you know the big names. We've had Martin Borgmeyer here on the show mm -hmm. before. Kyle Berkshire. Those two guys were hammering out back and forth looking for that yeah. world long drive. Distance record, ball speed, you know, club speed and ball speed That's records. Right. And then uh, Seb came out of seemingly nowhere and 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 broke both with one one shot one shot uh now not to say he just took one swing i mean on that swing he broke both records but he uh he there's a lot to come because he still holds the the world record for ball speed and uh and club speed he is huge mm -hmm. he's like six eight and he's like 22 years 22 old. years yeah. old i think this guy is gonna got a promise do a future. lot of big things in the world long drive um in the world long drive you know record book so Stay tuned for that. We've got Seb on the show next week. We're going to interview him. We're going to ask him about the double pump, yeah, his technique. And, and if we as regular golfers, not long drive guys, can learn anything from it. So a lot of exciting stuff. Stay tuned for that. Um, make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and we'll see you next week.